Hello. Thank you for downloading this Downtown Hope Sermon Podcast. We're a faith-based community in the city of Annapolis, Maryland, orienting our lives around Jesus and exist to see the people of our city, region, and world thrive with the hope found in his gospel. Now, please enjoy the Sermon Podcast. Good morning, Downtown Hope. We are back in the space to God be the glory. It's been quite the journey, um, but I'm sure you being here uh, is a testament to your patience as we uh, have uh, strived uh, to get this day uh, to be. So excited to be here. Uh, my name is David, and again, I got to remember, I got to talk to you guys, and I got to talk to our friends who are gathered with us online. But my name is David. I have the gift and joy of serving as one of the pastors here, and so excited that we can uh, gather uh, together as a family, whether here in person or in our homes. Uh, we exist, and our mission has not stopped. It's, we exist as we are being transformed by the truth of the gospel. Uh, we desire that that gospel transformation would impact the city we live in. And so you've seen that take place over the past uh, several months through our pop-up pantry, some of the things we've been doing in our neighborhoods. Uh, and one of the things that also sprouted uh, during the pandemic was a Habitat art gallery. And so throughout the space, you see some art. We did some art earlier this fall, I believe, or in the winter, uh, Cuban artist, I believe, or art uh, depicting uh, Cuba. And so now uh, we have an artist, Jasmine Copeland. It's view of us. And so those of you that have smartphones, there's a little QR code. You can scan it to hear more information about the artwork there, but it's throughout the space. Uh, so throughout the year, we'll be featuring uh, artists from the city, uh, as God has given them this talent, we want to use it for his glory and as a means to also depict God's beauty. And so if you get a, a moment, uh, check it out. Um, also, as it relates to uh, uh, these, our, our vision of transformation, we need help as it relates to our gatherings. Among other areas, there's a lot of need as it relates to our gathering. We're, we're getting things back going, meeting in person. And so if you remember, we have slides. We have, you know, a lot of technology taking place. And so we're reaching out to the body. If you're available to serve in any capacity, whether it's in greeting, serving communion, uh, especially in our tech area, we have video now uh, streaming to our uh, at-home audience. We have our slides, our visual content, as well as sound. And so if you in any way, shape, or form have a desire or interest to serve, let me know, uh, let Jen know, let Andrea know, let June, let, let us know, and, and we will plug you in to serve as we desire to see transformation take place. And so glad that we can come together. I want to pray for our body. And as we pray, one of the things I also want to let you know, every Sunday at 9 o'clock, our prayer team is spending time praying, praying uh, over this city, uh, prayer, praying over this body, and so whether at home, online, uh, virtually, or in person. We're making space available for our team to get together and pray. And so Mikey Brewer and Abby, Abby's in the back. You can wave. Uh, you look back, that's Abby, uh, and she will be helping uh, get that going. We want to spend a lot of time this year uh, praying. And so on that end, let's pray together and thank God for gathering us here this morning. Father, what a joy. What a delight it is for us to gather this morning to give you praise. Indeed, Lord, our heart's cry this morning is amen. So let it be, God, you are good and your mercies endure forever. And so, Father, in our gathering, may your peace that surpasses all understanding guide us 
uh, from this moment forward, Lord. Our eyes are upon you. And so, Lord, even as we open the scriptures this morning, may you point us to Christ and may he give us life and give it in abundance. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been quite the journey to get here uh, for our gatherings. You are joining us as we're continuing in our series through Luke's Gospel Fulfilled. Uh, God's promises fulfilled in Luke's gospel. And the journey that gets us here has been challenging for me personally. Uh, those of you that are familiar with my eye issue, I shared some time ago that about six years ago, uh, I took a tennis ball. Well, I didn't take a tennis ball. I was playing tennis and uh, not as skilled as I thought. Uh, the gentleman served and the ball came in hot. Uh, and I do not see, I cannot see out of my left eye. And against the wishes of my doctors, they told me never, ever wear contacts. Because if you wear contacts, you might lose the good eye, but I wanted to be cool. And I chose to wear contacts. The tennis ball came and hit me smack in the eye. This was about six, seven years ago. And with the rotation of the tennis ball, it tore a layer of my eye. It was the most painful thing I have ever experienced. But that's not where it ends. Since then, I have this problem of a reoccurring tear in my left eye. And two Thursdays ago, it happened again. It is the most painful, debilitating thing that I have to go through. The only means of comfort is to keep my eyes closed and to apply a little bit of pressure so that my eyelid will give space to my eye. With the eyes closed, no way to navigate except with help. And thank God for my wife, Sandra. She had to be my eyes. She had to literally guide me. Well, friends, in Luke chapter 6, Jesus has something to say about not just me with my eye issue, but I believe about all of us and our inability to see clearly. And as such, we all have need of a guide. So I like to read Luke chapter 6, verses 39 to 45. And if you have your Bibles, uh, let, let's jump in and see what it is that Jesus says we need that we might see clearly. Luke chapter 6, verses 39 to 45, reads as follows. He also told them, that is Jesus, a parable. Can a blind man... Lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? See, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. Verse 43, for no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit, for figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. Verse 45, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure 
produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. This is God's word. Let's pray. Almighty God, we look to you for guidance that we might see clearly. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in, you've been following along with us in the daily. If you've been following on, along with us on Sundays, we've been journeying through Luke's gospel. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus is coming to the end of his sermon. In Matthew's account, this is the Sermon on the Mount. In Luke's account, it's known as the Sermon on the Plain. Jesus is teaching. And Jesus is on the scene as the rabbi, as the teacher. And he's peeling the layers, if you will, off their eyes that they might see, that we might see the reality of God's kingdom, that we might see what is true. And in so doing, as he comes to the end of this sermon, he has something to say about false teachers. He has something to say about false guides. You see, Jesus in in Luke chapter 6, Jesus in this sermon says some pretty radical things. Some would say he says some very strange things, like love your enemies. It's not very easy to do. Do good to those that hate you. Do good to those that mistreat you. I I don't know about you. This is difficult. I mean, driving on the road, if you cut me off, it's hard for me to do good. It's hard for me to be driving and you cut me off and I say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, God bless you. No, I I, want to get you back. And Jesus says, no. Jesus says, do good. Jesus says, blessed are the poor. Or better yet, Jesus says, blessed are you when people hate you. Or my, my favorite out of this sermon, Jesus says, lend and expect nothing in return. Friends, <laughs> that's not easy. And so here, Jesus is teaching. And so what would you do if you were in that situation? If you're anything like me, when I begin to hear things I don't necessarily like or don't necessarily agree with, I turn to other folks and get their opinion. You see, I'm looking for someone that agrees with me. I'm looking for a second opinion. And today in the world we live in, there's no shortage of people that want to give you their opinion. You go on the internet, it's bloggers, it's social media, it's podcasts, celebrities, politicians, friends, authors, commercials. Everybody has an opinion. And Jesus coming to the close or to the end of his sermon is saying, be very careful. He's saying, be cautious when seeking out the one, the people who will guide you. Did you see his warning in Luke chapter 6, verse 39? Jesus, can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? Now, imagine you're walking West Street and you see a blind person leading another blind person. What what Jesus says, it's it's almost silly. If if we saw that, we say, that doesn't make sense. And, And when you read this, again, when he talks about them falling into a pit, he's not them talking about them like tripping into a pothole. In those days, they would dig wells. And when those wells would dry up, those are the pits that would be around. And so when he's asking us to imagine this. He's saying these two people walk and fall into a pit. Certainly 
coming to a disastrous end. The blind leading the blind, it's very dangerous. And so the question I ask for us this morning are the people in our lives who we call upon when we need help, are the people in our lives that we would identify as mentors, are they also blind? Are they leading us astray? Friends, have you given yourself over to blind guides? See, Jesus says it in the very next verse, verse 40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. We are becoming like the ones we follow. Who who do we give our attention most to when it comes to seeking help? We become like what we follow, what we give our lives to. That's what we acquiesce to. And this is why for the Christian, our ultimate allegiance, the ultimate guide, the ultimate mentor, the ultimate rabbi is Jesus. And as such, we are becoming like him. But this does not negate the need that all of us have to have someone else in our lives helping us along the way. In those areas of life, in those seasons where we cannot see clearly, there is someone we are walking with that is helping us along the way. See, life is filled with decisions. I I don't know about you. I don't know what you're contending with, but but there's a decision. There's decisions. Should I go this way and should I go right this way or should I go right, should I go left? So what are our options? One option is, you know, I'm going to do nothing. As it relates to a mentor or relates to a guide, I'm going to do nothing. And some would have us to believe that we need no guides whatsoever, that we need no help. You you can do this on your own. You're absolutely gifted. You're fine all by yourself. What, What more do you need? You can reason your way to your desired destination. That is the mantra of the day, isn't I think, therefore, I am. I can do it on my own. Friends, when you choose to live in that manner, what happens is we frequently become erratic, we, we are very individualistic. We become lawless. No one can tell us anything. So someone sees the error of our ways and our ears are closed, our eyes are shut to what they're saying. And we become at times unreasonable in our thoughts and our actions. And so doing it on our own leads to an unfortunate result. Jesus says, certain, certainly disastrous end, a pit awaits us. See, when you live your life saying, I'm going to do it on my own, I'm going to do me, and when we live that way, we tend to see everybody else as the enemy. I'm going to do this my way. And so anything you have to say, you're actually in my way, and that's actually a symptom of what's blinding us. See, why can't we see? Because we think we have it all together and we don't need anybody else. Jesus says this in verses 41 and 42. Jesus says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. So Jesus, once again, draws imagery to help us understand what he's trying to unpack. 
pack. There is someone, similar to me, a couple Thursdays ago, who has a great damage to their eye. It's a very delicate operation. There's something delicate needs to happen. But the person that's going to do the work has a two-by-four sticking out of their eye. Exactly. The people of that day, when they heard Jesus, they would have laughed out loud. I mean, picture this. How many of you go to the eye doctor? Right? And so when you go to the eye doctor, they're very quiet and the lights are dim. And they're, at least my doctor, very nice, pleasant. Can you imagine your eye doctor barges in and there's this big joist sticking out of their eye? They, number one, they can't even get close enough to you to help you out. And so when we posture ourselves in such a manner where we say, you know, I don't need anybody to help me. I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. That, that's what Jesus is saying is taking place become very critical of everybody else, and we neglect what's taking place in our lives. See, what we know, and Jesus is saying this explicitly, that each and every one of us, we have huge tree trunks coming out of our eyes. And, and if it's sin, we tend to judge everyone else's sin as bad and ours is not so bad. Jesus is saying, look, your sin, my sin compared to everybody else." It's like dust particles. And so instead of focusing on everybody else's problem, let the Lord do something in our own lives. Right? Me and my wife, we were watching. I'm starting to watch too much TV, so pray for me. We were just, you start flipping, and then something catches your attention, and you're like, wow, this is different. Uh, it was Wendy Williams. She has, like, she's the big thing. And uh, she made her career on just airing everybody else's garbage. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Her garbage is aired. And then it's like, oh, wow, you got a tree trunk sticking out of your, your head. And so, friends, on a side note, this idea where we're going is, you know, blind, leading the blind. So, so we need help. But, but, so Jesus, take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take out the speck in your brother's eye. Just, just a, a tidbit, a word of advice. As we seek mentors, guides in our lives, we ought to seek people that are honest with where they are in life. Not someone that says, I got it all together, but someone that's willing to admit their own faults and can lovingly help us. So are they honest about their own shortcomings? And are they delicate in their approach to helping us along this journey? So Jesus says the blind leading the blind would lead to a disastrous end. And so fine, I get it, Jesus. I have bad eyes. I can't see. I need help. But if I can't see, how can I even see to pick the right guide? Great question. Jesus answers that in John chapter 8, verse 12. How is it that we would ever see Jesus says these words, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. All of us have issues of vision. I mean, think about the decisions. Think about the circumstances we face. Should I or shouldn't I? With all this weighing on us, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Friends, if you want to see clearly, if you want to see correctly, Jesus says, follow me. 
See, part of our growth journey as followers of Jesus Christ is to begin to see with the eyes of Christ. And as we live our lives, we begin to see the world as Christ sees the world. That's the promise Jesus comes to fulfill. I believe Joy spoke on it several weeks ago. Jesus comes and says, I've come to give sight to the blind. And so maybe all of us in here have a little bit of irritant in our eyes. And as such, we're wondering, what in the world am I going to do? I can't see clearly to which Jesus says, follow him. And so my prayer this morning for each and every one of us is that God Almighty might give us sight. And in so doing, we'll begin to see as he sees and also send us men and women to guide us along this journey. Friends, we exist to see gospel transformation. We are being transformed by the gospel and we desire to see this city impacted to that end. It's one of the things I want to caution us against is, look, as we grow in faith, as we grow in the knowledge, the fear, the admonition of the Lord, we are obtaining knowledge. And some would say with knowledge is power. But with knowledge comes great responsibility. We can't know what we know in God's word and it not impact the city we live in. And so do we see the neighbors walking next to us? Do we see other people, if not our eyes are dim, to which Jesus says, follow me? And so we're going to pray, and as we pray, I want you to just answer this one question. It's, it's a question we all uh, contend with as, as a church family, and the question is simple. Who is the Lord calling me to walk with? And, and in asking that question, we're admitting, man, I can't do this on my own. I need someone to help me. Because this is why we have our community groups. This is why we as a church family are intent on relationship building, that we together can journey towards the Lord and I'd like to suggest that in the world we live in with the devastation of this pandemic, what people need most, they need friends. Because so many that are offering advice in the world we live in are just as blind and lost. But we have him. And so let's close our eyes and let's just reflect. Just ask the Lord, who is it that I could walk with? And then commit yourself to, A, being mentored and also to journey with others and mentor them. I'll invite Nate back up as we just reflect on that and think um, who it is the Lord might be calling us to journey with.